welcome to Simply Bitcoin, where we cover the Bitcoin news, culture, the memes, the fails, all of it, the whole nine yards. Phil is still not doing the intro today. He's still setting up. Today, we have a very special guest, the legendary BTC Sessions. How are you doing, Ben? I'm great, man. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. Well, we're going to start the show. That is the best hair in the business. Him and Stacey Herbert are competing for it. Anyways, Phil, yeah. let's get to the numbers. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin notes, like the famous Noddle Dojo. It's in red. That means it's faster. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core and the Lightning Network all in the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin Core, I mean, Bitcoin node, you're using someone else's. That's a big no-no for privacy. Get yourself a noddle today. At the time of this recording, the block height is 740,659. The Bitcoin price, 23,270. Chain rewrite day, 747. Total public lightning capacity. Nico, where's that chicken? 4,003. <laughs> All right, here we go. Moscow time, 4297. Blocks to the halvening. Look at us, 99,341. And the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity. Samurai Whirlpool is a coin joiner collaborative spend. It is not a mixing service. And the unspent capacity for that pool is 4,593.20. Nico, those are the numbers. I'm happy to be back. And you're right. I do need some type of dampening. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, you're going you're gonna to have to order something on Amazon. Anyways, it's good. We like the Echo. Uh, for anyone who's confused why I pulled out the chicken, this is Satoshi, the Bitcoin chicken. He clucks every time the price of Bitcoin reached an all-time high. But Phil confused it with the Lightning Network reaching an all-time high. The Lightning Network is in increments of 500, right? So it just broke 4,000. We have the Lightning effects for that, which I'll put in right now. Anyways, uh, I wanted to cover something really interesting today take advantage of someone that we look up to um, because there's really two types of Bitcoin content creators, right? There are the companies and they're the independent content creators. Ben is one of our favorites. He's a big inspiration for us and he's just great. So we'd love to get his takes on this. Um, first is a very angry comment. This usually happens when the price of Bitcoin goes down. You get text messages from your mom, from your parents saying, are you okay? And then you get text messages from subscribers that are just, they don't understand, right? And they get very upset. So let me read this first one by Philosophical Art. Um, he said, ha, 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 desperately promoting bit space coin so he can get his cash out. Ha, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, were we promoting it? No, what we're advocating for is better money, change your unit of account. Now, the volatility of Bitcoin on a year-by-year -year basis is crazy, but you kind of need that volatility if you want to go to the moon, right? But if you zoom out, right, uh, the volatility really goes only one way. It goes up and to the right, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you go to price in Bitcoin, right, the dollar is like down 90% towards Bitcoin in the last three years. I'll pull up the, the, the actual info for you guys. So, yeah. The volatility in the short term is de could definitely get crazy, especially in moments like this. And the macro environment is crazy. Uh, the Fed is hawkish, right? So that influences a little bit. Um, so yeah, man, look, zoom out. It, this is not for everyone. I guarantee you philosophical art in two or three years, you're going to be bummed out that you didn't buy Bitcoin at this discount. Anyways, BTC Ben, what are your thoughts on this? And then I'll pass it on to Phil. 
Dude, it's always depending on where we are in the market, you always have uh, a different set of people saying I told you so, and both are wrong. Right. So in, in the in the bear markets, all of the no coiners are telling you told you so told you so Bitcoin's dropping in the bull markets. All of the shit coiners are saying told you so we're going up more than Bitcoin. They're both wrong. They just think they're right in the moment. And so you see this cyclical all the time. But Bitcoiners get to be stoics and just sit through that and just quietly understand that all get to, you know, after the fact, tell them, I told you so. But there's always going to be somebody in your face that is once again wrong, thinking that they're right. It's just it's part of being a Bitcoiner. Absolutely right. I could not have said it better myself, Phil. I'm going to read some is from the infamous Neil Jacobs uh, tweet. A lot of angry people in his comments. Uh, let me read <laughs> some notable ones. First one by Michael A. Uh, I can't read. Uh, Nico can't read. You guys know the joke. Guide. Guide. Anyways. Uh, good, God thing, bless you. <laughs> good thing I didn't mortgage my house to buy Bitcoin. That would be a very terrible. I mean. It depends how long your time scale is um, and how crazy you're going. Uh, if you're you're going ape shit, I think it is a bad idea. If you're just taking a little nibble, it's okay, I guess. Um, really depends. So next one by Keith Weiner. Um, how about your business that was developed by three generations before you <laughs> that your family depends on? <laughs> shit, Sailor said. Um, next one by Nicolay. Do I feel sorry for Bitcoiners? No, not at all. The market gave them plenty of time, realize their profit. Realize their profit into what? Into what? <laughs> Fiat. <laughs> now is the judgment day for their greed. These people are really angry. Um, and then next one by Keith. Keith isn't going away. No doubt many did realize their profit by selling to the next speculator. There is no way for everyone to avoid the losses of a pyramid scheme, though a few nip nimble ones can sneak out the door before the crush. Very angry people. A lot of hatred in there. Um, Phil, what are your thoughts on uh, Keith and uh, Nicolay? What are your responses so, to them? Pretend so, they're in the room. They're on the Zoom call right now, and you have to look at them directly in the eyes. What are you going to say? I'm just going to tell them that, you know what? I honestly shower in salty, no-coiner <laughs> tears. Okay? And the fact, their comments simply tell me that they do not understand Bitcoin. And the same way that technicians love to cherry pick specific timelines to either prove or disprove, you know, somebody else's narrative, whatever it is. This is the same thing with the no coiners. Look, you know, I, I completely understand his point about the mortgage. Hey, listen, I know people who have mortgaged their freaking house to go on vacation. Human stupidity is infinite. Okay? That being said... You can actually go and if you if you handle your finances correctly and you're not going and dipping into what you're using for daily expenses, if you choose to mortgage your house to put it into the most the, the most secure finite asset that has ever been known to man. Yeah, I don't really consider that really stupid. But I am going to make a point about the people who sat there screaming about get on zero. You know, the no coiners, to a certain extent, had a point about them, right? Because that narrative was too rigid and a little too insane because right now we are still in an emerging asset. OK, so Bitcoin is going to have its bumps. These guys, they've got one day in the sun. But if you take a look at the Bitcoin chart, we've got 13 years in the Ooh. sun. 
So Phil Phil kept it in. (laughs) Phil kept it in. Phil kept in all the good signal for this show. Uh, Anyways, we got a little bit of time left. Let me show this real quick because it is the numbers. So while everyone's paying attention to the Bitcoin price, the Bitcoin hash rate is making another all-time high. For anyone who doesn't know what the hash rate is, the hash rate is an estimate of the amount of computational power currently mining Bitcoin, or another way to look at it is securing the network. So if you look at Bitcoin's value proposition, Bitcoin has never been more secure, but the price is significantly lower than uh when the hash rate was lower right so the value proposition continues to increase but this is why we don't like to speculate on this channel we don't pull up any charts right because it's noise anyways btc ben what are your thoughts on the hash rate my friend that's fantastic i mean i I think you know mining tends to be a a lagging kind of indicator right because people have sunk money into machines and have spun them up and and it takes a little while for you know if the price dips then some of them will go offline and you know we see we see this cycle in and out there was a conversation going on on my twitter the other day with similar to the last topic people saying oh well you know bitcoin's gonna die because it's not gonna be profitable to mine and so on and so forth um and so i had to dip into the explanation of the difficulty adjustment and how that works but you know bitcoin was meant to weather this kind of stuff and the hash rate being up is a fantastic thing. But even if the hash rate drops, it's still the, the 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 thing is meant to weather these storms. Regardless, if we were to chop the price in half right now, it doesn't matter. It's going to keep on chalking, uh, chopping along and TikTok next block. TikTok next block. Phil? Okay. I, I hate to quote. I hate to quote Nassim Taleb. Because he's he's just the worst. That's right. But once upon a time, okay, when he was talking about Bitcoin, saying saying things that made sense, he he did refer to something specific called anti fragility, which is something that he really made up. It's not really an actual term, but anyways, um, and that really describes Bitcoin well in terms of Bitcoin, like Ben, like Ben was saying, Bitcoin is meant for adverse environments. Bitcoin was meant for exactly these types of situations. It's the money of enemies. It's adversarial environments. It's environments that don't really work well together in any way, shape or form. And yet Bitcoin finds a way to thrive. This thing, this thing, it's just, you know what? Every time somebody talks to me about Bitcoin dying, Bitcoin's dead. And then it's back to life. I, I just, I, I, I love hearing it. For me, it's like, yeah, Bitcoin's dead. Long live Bitcoin. Bitcoin's dead. And- cheaper sats for everybody. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily fail brought to you by Swan. Check them out. Swanbitcoin.com. That's right. It's the best way to build your Bitcoin stack. It is a stacking site by fellow plebs. They've got an automated Bitcoin savings plan that you can customize instant purchases. And they're coming up with an app. It's coming out soon. The link is down below. All right, guys. So naturally, we are not talking about 2018. That, that's right. I'm, I'm not bringing you into the past. Okay, I'm not going to do that. We? But, but we are because we're going to set the stage a little bit. Okay, because what's happening with Celsius may not be, you know, you know how we say history uh, doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. 
Kind of rhymes. May not be the exact same, but it's similar. Anyways, for the people who were around in the previous bull market, you may remember a very clever, easily, uh, um, easily identifiable scam called BitConnect. Right? So we're not going to dive into all the details about BitConnect because no, that is not our scam. We just want to just want to set a little bit of a background. So here we go. BitConnect positioned itself as a platform that you can not only buy cryptocurrency, but also invest to get a better return on your initial outlay. Keep in mind, we when we look at Bitcoin, we look at it over the 10 year scale, the 13 year scale. We're averaging 200 percent annual returns on Bitcoin. But you see, with these types of platforms, they can try to trick you with the little four to six percent and stuff like that. Anyways, essentially, the promise was that your cryptocurrency would start earning money for you while you sit back on a recliner, sipping on a glass of single malt and chuffing on a Cuban cigar. That's right. All you got to do is hand over your Bitcoin and they're going to pay you for it. Does that sound familiar? Sounds familiar. I feel like they feel like recently we, we saw a platform like this. Anyways, maybe maybe a couple of weeks ago, there was one that blew up and now there's another one that's just completely falling apart. Anyways, let, let's see how these guys did it. You give BitConnect your Bitcoin. Eh, you give Celsius your Bitcoin, too. You also gave Terra. You also gave Terra your Bitcoin or your ETH or whatever shitcoin. Anyways, you get BitConnect coins in return. Well, Celsius also offered a token that was minted out of thin air. You then give these BCC, which was the BitConnect token, back to BitConnect as an investment, which is also something you can do with Celsius and keep reinvesting it. And then BitConnect gives you nothing in return other than promised interest. Now, there's another little piece to this before we start looking at Celsius a little closer, okay? BitConnect was released in 2016 with the goal of allowing users to lend the value of the BitConnect coin in return for interest payments. OK, the liquidity of the BCC cryptocurrency funded users ability to exchange their earnings for Bitcoin. OK, so look, one of the first things that BitConnect did when they started to fail, OK, was that they stopped you from converting their coin into Bitcoin. Celsius, slightly different, slightly different. In their case, they went a bit of a different path. They, they kind of just cut off the leg, but we're going to dive into that. You remember how last week we covered Mark Andreessen and we showed you how, you know, the fleecing of, of the, the early internet days, right? Like the browsers like Netscape, he was involved in Netscape. He ended up selling it. And let's face it, we're all using Netscape today, aren't we? Crickets? No, of course, nobody's using Netscape. It's dead. It was wasted money. Okay, but he made millions off of it. Anyways, there was another person that was there back then that was also fleecing noobs on a tech that no one gives a shit about that doesn't get used today. And that person was Alex. And we're going to take just a quick look. There's a nice little interview of Alex. Okay. Uh, back then talking about the, the innovation and, and what he's doing and, and the promise that he sees. Let's, uh, let's dive into this. Nineteen ninety-four was a great year for me. It was a great year also for the technology world. It was a birth of many, many new opportunities and possibilities. Uh, I got to work on Voice of IP. I was one of the original inventors of the protocols, which enabled billions of people to communicate for free. Same thing happened in New York. 
For several years I fought with the MTA to try to get wireless communications to enable 8 million people to use them every day. So the internet is 25 years old now, and one industry in specific that did not get disrupted at all is the financial industry. They are more concentrated today than ever. Their job is to give you as little as possible, if not nothing. It's a lose-lose for us, it's a win-win for them. The blockchain is the best opportunity we have to replace the banks with a system that is doing what is in our best interest. Celsius Network enables people from all over the world to access a wallet that enables them to earn return on their coins as well as borrow dollars against their crypto. We'll help you to put those crypto assets Beat to work when you move your cryptos from your coin wallet. We're helping you put those crypto assets to work. Okay, look, we don't have to watch the whole video. It was just to give you an introduction. So look, so you, you see what people don't really realize when you're watching this, okay? What's happening is, is that he's building trust. Look, I created the VoIP protocol. Right. I helped create that. I was one of the, you know, the founding, you know, kind of the building blocks of the original Internet. And not only that, but it's altruistic. Right. I was trying to make sure that everybody could connect freely. Right. And now I'm going to come here and I'm going to do the same thing to banking. And of course, who wouldn't believe his great intentions? I'll tell you one thing. Corey. <laughs> Corey, uh, yeah, Corey Clipston did not buy it. Definitely did not buy it and has been on a total slaughtering ring. Okay, yes. not, not a real one, metaphorical one of the shit coiners. So he killed Luna and then, and then he turned his sights on Celsius and started to pick apart all the little pieces that made no sense. And I just want to show a quick video that from one of Corey's posts, again, from Alex, detailing, and this is funny because he's gonna blame, he's gonna blame the Maxis, okay? This is, this is fine. This is before the whole thing fell apart, okay? So like maybe a week. Well, actually here, we can see it right here, May 17th, three weeks, two and a half weeks, here we go. The Bitcoin Maxis are all over Twitter trying to convince everybody, hey, this is why we told you, you know, uh, and not your keys, not your Bitcoin. You know, so let me tell everybody, right? 30% of all the Bitcoin is gone because of the Bitcoin maxis, because they told you to hold your own keys and then everybody lost their keys. The bit. Uh, okay. Fuck okay. you. Okay. So it's our fault, right? It's, it's, it's the Bitcoin maxis fault. Right? That, that, that's what it is. It's our fault. Well, anyways, this is a wonderful Nico. Thank you very much for this. Let's take a look at some of the Celsius, uh, the, the agreement about your money and what happens when you put your money on that platform. Because again, right, he's blaming the Bitcoin maxis. In the event that Celsius becomes bankrupt and there's liquidation or is otherwise unable to repay its obligations, any eligible digital assets used in the earn service or as met or as collateral under the borrow service may not be recoverable and you may not have any legal remedies or right in connection with celsius obligations to you other than your right as a creditor of celsius under any applicable law and you say to yourself this can't happen he's so trustworthy right look he's got a bank a Quebec deposit bank for pension funds that invested as part of a $400 million investment round back in 2021, right? This is legit. 
right? Isn't this, isn't this legit? It must be. Anyways, so it brings us to yesterday, right? Brings us to yesterday. We're writing with a very important message for our community. Due to extreme market conditions today, we are announcing that Celsius is pausing all withdrawals, swap and transfers between accounts. We are taking this action today to put Celsius in a better position to honor over time its withdrawal obligations. Now, let me tell you something. Nobody stops you from pulling out your money for your benefit. Okay, that, that's not how this works. You are free to do whatever you want with your money. When a platform decides to stop you from doing this, it's because they know they're insolvent. They know they're becoming insolvent and there's a big problem and they can't let the bleed continue. Now, we are obviously going to continue to cover this because I'm sure this whole thing is just the beginning of the collapse, because as we can see, there is, I mean, there's one headline after another. BJ Dichter also, you know, copied us on this as well. Major crypto lender Celsius suspends withdrawals. Bitcoin drops below 25K. That has nothing. Bitcoin dropping below 25K, I, I get it, right? It does add some fear to the market. But make no mistake, okay? Regardless of Celsius, when the Bitcoin price starts to pull back, all of these platforms, if they weren't legit, they fall apart, okay? We saw Terra Luna. Now we're seeing Celsius, so we ask the question, right? We, we start to ask the question, when does the, next, when, when does the next leg drop? So we've got another tweet over here. Celsius Network has 17,919 WBTC. Okay, so people are gonna pretend that RAP BTC exists, but it doesn't. It's just a shit coin that's called WBTC. It's not Bitcoin in any way, shape or form. Anyways, this is leveraged in Maker Protocol and this position faces liquidation at 22,500. Oh, it's getting awful close. It's getting awful close. Anyways, these guys are in big trouble. This is why Nico constantly pounds the desk on not your keys, not your coin. You need to self-custody. So this brings us to our next point. Who could be next? Right. Oh. I was talking about this. Uh, simply Bitcoin with a fellow Bitcoiner Flacco. And I got to give him a shout out for this one. Okay, I got to give him a shout out for this one because he was like, take a look at this platform, Nexo. So this is interesting though, right? This is again, another one of these crypto lending garbage platforms. We firmly believe that acquiring all or parts of Celsius qualifying outstanding collateralized loan receivables will go a long way in providing immediate liquidity to Celsius network clients. We're still waiting to hear from their management and we'll update you guys, get ready. Because once we start to see Bitcoin drop and we start to go to these levels, right? Like we, we've retraced more than 50% since the all-time high. Now, as Bitcoiners, I, I got to tell you, I personally couldn't give a shit. It really doesn't bother me. This is just a stacking opportunity. I'm just trying to figure out what stuff I can sell so that I could buy more Bitcoin. I couldn't care less. It's not financial advice. This is me. So, but what I'm saying is, is that in the real world, when these things start to happen, Businesses like this, they start to falter. They start to fall apart, okay? And the ones that do not have the security, the ones that aren't actually doing what they say they're doing, they are gonna falter first. And the really, one of the really big red flags for me with Celsius was when they started to offer sell token, okay? Once upon a time when they first started, it was BTC deposits, and then it started to grow. And if you ask me, 
the growth really had nothing to do, had nothing to do with them actually growing as a business. I believe that it had to do with masking the fact that it's a giant Ponzi scheme and they had to keep the wheel turning until they got to the next, until they got to the next bull market. And then I'm assuming that they figured out they would stick around, but uh-uh. And Nico also provided an article that showed back in 2021 at the same time that they got the Deposit Bank of Quebec to invest in them. They also purchased over quote unquote 500, what was it? 500 miners, $500 million worth of miners. So, sorry, 22,000 ASIC miners, okay? Back in 2021. So again, creator of VoIP got a, a pension fund bank invested in him, purchasing Bitcoin miners, contributing to the ecosystem. Guys, this is what I talk about when I talk about the partnership parade. It's freaking smoke and mirrors. Just buy Bitcoin, hold your own keys, learn to self-custody. Ben, what are your thoughts before we go to Nico? <laughs> well, first of all, does that mean we're going to be seeing some cheap ASICs pretty soon? Because that's mm -hmm. sweet. I we're love... seeing them right now, baby. <laughs> the price of Bitcoin miners is going down. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to uh, maybe pick up one of those Celsius ASICs <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah, man. I, I mean, it's, 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 it's more of the same. I'm so glad you opened that up with, with BitConnect because it's, it's, it's the same story. It's the same song and dance over and over. It it's, it's doesn't, it's not exactly the same every time, but it's pretty damn close. It, it rhymes, right? And, and the obfuscation that having an additional token in the mix offers is, is, is the, the part that really throws people for a loop. And I guess uh, in, in the, in the, um, words of our favorite old, uh, BitConnect pumper, well, you kind of lost your money. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> beautifully so said. Um, so two points, right? Uh, point number one, it, it's, it's such a great metaphor to the traditional system. The traditional system, you'd call this a bank run, right? Um, they just don't have the money and the banks would just close, right? Uh, Bitcoin, we have a chance to change that, right? But if you take self-custody of your wealth, right? This kind of goes back to the same problem. You're trusting someone else with your wealth and you're trusting them not to, like, not to cheat. But the incentive is so strong, right? That a lot of them, even with all the bells and whistles, even with all those sponsors, with those quote-unquote legit people, with the miners, with raising all that money, they're still incentivized to gamble with the Bitcoin that you gave them that you'd gain an interest on, right? They're essentially a, a hedge fund, right? Um, but you didn't know about it. That's the worst part, right? Um, and then the second part is I, I kind of want to, if you are listening to this video and you were caught up in the whole Celsius mess, it's going to be okay. We, we always say this on the show. Uh, everyone has to pay a price of tuition, especially when you're getting into, I hate this word, but getting into crypto. Uh, a lot of people just don't know. Um, yeah, take this as a learning opportunity. Stick to Bitcoin. You're going to have a lot of time during this uh, bear market. Check out BTC Ben's, uh, BTC Sessions videos, his tutorials. You're going to have a lot of time during this bear market to learn a lot about the Bitcoin fundamentals. And you're going to want to, right? Because you're going to ask, like, why did I get scammed? Why was this a scam? And you'll realize that there really only is one option, and that is Bitcoin, right? 
Uh, it's all fun and games during the bull markets because all the shit coins, you know, they all fucking go crazy. But then the mirror market comes around, like we've been saying for over a year now, and it totally humbles you. It's happened to me. I know it's happened to Phil. Ben, you were before my time, but it happens to everybody. Just the shit coins are so enticing that a lot of people are like, oh, let me let me try this. And when I mean shit coins, I also mean like the whole thing. It's all the same. It's all bullshit. Yeah. It's all giant elaborate schemes to get you to part away from your Bitcoin. That is literally the point of shit coins. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just going to add in since you're talking about education there, it, it's you're so right in that during during these times, the, the bear markets are where good Bitcoiners are made. Right. Because you you take the time to build those skills, self custody. I know for those watching that maybe haven't done it yet. It is not as difficult as it seems. All you need to do is just start and try there are so many videos i've got tons of videos on how to use hardware wallets start with a, a wallet on your phone and just learn how to send transactions and then just build from there there's so much to be learned there's so many amazing open source tools out there available to people and beyond that dive into the what puts bitcoin uh sets bitcoin apart um and if you're interested, I've got a playlist called Avoiding Shitcoins 101. And there's a number of videos in there that really breaks it down uh, as to what the difference is. So yeah. we will put that video down the link description um, before I Phil, you want to say something? Yes, I just wanted to say I wanted to point out that we all met during the, the, the bear market, yes. right? We started simply Bitcoin at the end of the bear market. I mean, we didn't really know it was the end of the bear market. We yeah, just we started kinda, simply I, Bitcoin. I kind of had a good feeling. <laughs> well, we were still down. We were still down. And then freaking COVID happened and it, it totally went down even lower. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys. Double down on the Bitcoin content. Um Ben's content is great. Simply Bitcoin. We're more of like a hodling entertainment channel, uh, uh, Bitcoin mag and Swan signal. Um, but the, the podcast channels as well, double down on the Bitcoin content because the Bitcoin content is what's going to make you build. It's going to, it's going to help you build the fundamentals and it's going to make you understand that this is much bigger than getting well, getting rich. Rich is a secondary process. That's Bitcoin does that. If you just buy it and hold it, NGU technology will do its thing. But this is something greater than that. It is about fixing the money, fixing the world, and destroying the tyranny of central banking. This is really what it's about. Um, so, yeah. But anyways, Phil, it's time for it. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. They make the best Bitcoin cultural news, stories, articles, comics. By actual Bitcoiners. Every volume has different artwork. This is the, vol this is the artwork for volume 10. This is the artwork for Volume 2. It's almost sold out. And this is the artwork for the latest one, Volume 11. So get your copy of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, first meme for today is brought to us by Crypto Graffiti. Makes awesome work. Definitely recommend this artist if you guys didn't notice. Celsius Frozen. And it's that guy. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one by Alan Farrington, my wife. Me ready to drop some serious knowledge on why Bitcoin will absorb the global financial system. Our friend. I don't have normie friends because I always end up getting into the Bitcoin conversation and I'm that guy. They, the crypto bro. Like they, they don't understand. They don't get it. Anyways. Nobody wants on. to talk to us. That's <laughs> why so I only hang out with Bitcoiners. All right. Oh, no. Next one by Nico Bitcoin, son. Uh, thanks for the tag, bro. Really appreciate it. Um, 
Alright, uh, wife, you seem stressed over your internet money. Let me get you a snack. The snack, Celsius, Luna. Shout out Toxicat. Appreciate it. Uh, the amount of times Bitcoin dips after I buy. Dips after I buy. Dips harder after I buy. <laughs> it's so true. Alright, um, next one by Jose. Um, me orange pilling normies normies. <laughs> That's how they look at me. Next one by Toxicat. Normie's laughing that Bitcoin is dipping. My dollar, my daily dollar cost average scooping up cheaper sats. It's so true. This is what we've been talking about the entire show. Our next meme by BTC Ben. BTC Sessions Ben. BTC Sessions Ben. Or Ben BTC Sessions. Uh, join my paid group for more insightful market analysis. Price moving. Price slightly up. Sideways chop. Slightly down. Price down. <laughs> All right, good, good. All right, last but last but not least, uh, by Wall Street Silver, is that inflation? Is that inflation? Yes, it's transitory. We wouldn't even notice. Okay. I hope they're okay, number one. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> I love how the dad just pieces out right away. He's like, get my exit liquidity out of here. Holy fuck. <laughs> but he's the one, the son is like, he knows. He's like, we should get out of here. Yeah. Like, dad, dad, dad. He's like, no, it's going to be fine. Oh, man. The dad is Janet Yellen. Okay. Um, for those special score, for those memes, I'm going to give it Satoshi the Bitcoin chicken. Phil's, Phil's disappointed because he's like, he only needs to cluck. When the price of Bitcoin reaches all the time. You ruined it today, I, Phil. I was going to say, ruined I it. it's my bad. I screwed this one up. Okay, but I'm going to redeem myself with an amazing score. An amazing score. Here we go. This is this is how dedicated I am. I am giving it, because I have no furniture, the garbage that I'm sitting on to record the show. That's right, garbage can. <laughs> that is some bear market shit right there. <laughs> Chairs are a scam. Sit on trash. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Ben, what would you give those memes? Uh, I'm going to give it in, in the um, uh, in the vein of self-custody as we were uh, touching on. I'm going to give those memes a a, uh, a, oh. a punch for my cold card uh, coin kite seed plate. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Those are good scores. Wow. Awesome. Awesome memes. Phil, shout out. And and Ben, thank you for the awesome memes. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores, you disagree. Let us know down in the comment section. Comment, comment, comment. Helps with the mysterious YouTube algorithm. Join our awesome Telegram group. It's a party in there. 
You can link us some Bitcoin memes to review so we can review them on the Bitcoin meme review. And make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms because we do talk shit about the World Economic Forum, like Rumble.com, and our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. They don't censor there because Bitcoin TV. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. That's right. Comes at Peter Schiff colors, baby. You have to get this. It's a Bitcoin grenade in gold that's right and the pin came out that's bad anyways you can get it any custom color your heart desires you want it orange you can get it in orange what about a bitcoin honey badger he has that too and you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get five percent off cryptocloaks.com everyone has to pay their dues bitcoin spares no man nine bukele and michael saylor are no different um check this out this was actually on the front page of bloomberg I, w- I, che- I went out, I checked out Bloomberg's website to go to the crypto section. I didn't have to because this was on the front page. Uh, check it out. MicroStrategy's losses on its Bitcoin bet near $1 billion. First of all, shout out to Bloomberg for capitalizing Bitcoin. You guys are great. Um, anyways, let's check out a little bit. Uh, MicroStrategy Inc. founder and chief executive officer Michael Saylor's big bet on Bitcoin has backfired in a major way as the paper loss for the ho- firm's holdings of the largest digital assets have reached roughly $1 billion. I just want to highlight the fact that it says paper losses, right? So the guy that we talked about earlier, the, the comment response, that's the key, right? Um Over the last two years, the software maker has shelled out $3.97 billion as it amassed nearly 130,000 Bitcoins. The firm's average purchase price for those tokens has steadily risen with each additional purchase since 2020 and sit at $30,700, which in my opinion is a good price, as of March 31st, according to latest quarterly filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. With Bitcoin plunging by as much as 17% to... 22,603 on Monday after crypto lender Celsius Network wrecked pause withdrawals, swaps, and transfers on the platform. MicroStrategy's holdings are now worth just over $3 billion. That puts the company's Bitcoin-related losses at nearly $1 billion. But they've never sold. They're hodling. And this happens to every single pleb. Okay, this happens every single time. Unless you get very lucky, the majority of people, they get in during the bull and they get absolutely hammered during the bear. And those who stay benefit from the next bull, right? Uh, Which historically comes about a year or six months after the halving. Um, So let's talk about the pressure that Michael Saylor's on. This isn't a shitcoin chart. That's not what I'm showing you. This is MicroStrategy's stock chart. <laughs> Absolutely hammered. Um, so per- current price is $152. The last time it was at this price was before the Bitcoin bull run. It's a little bit higher, but back then it was at $144. Before the whole Bitcoin stuff, it was at 100 bucks roughly. So he's roughly at where he was for a couple years. So he's very familiar with this price, but check out this volatility. It looks like a shitcoin, to be honest with you. Reached a peak of $1,000 down to $152. The reason I'm showing the chart, guys, is because at the end of the day, MicroStrategy is not a public company. 
it's a it, sorry it's a it's not a private company it's a public company meaning michael saylor is beholden to uh his stockholders so lawsuit maybe uh what are the legal ramifications he was very public about his decision to do this right he wasn't being sneaky about it so everyone technically that bought the stock knew what they were buying into but it's, it is the united states so people love lawsuits here um does is he at risk of losing the company i don't know enough about traditional finance to say anything but ben was shaking his head so i'm gonna pass it on to him ben what's going on with I, uh with chad sailor well i mean i'm glad you said that again it is, it is the price of tuition everybody has to earn their stripes right like the nobody's immune nobody picks up Bitcoin and watches it go up like in a straight line, right? Everybody's going to have to weather this. And the thing that I find funny now is that, so the, the market cap of MicroStrategy is effectively the same as it was before it started buying Bitcoin. And it's the same company doing the same thing, but now it also has $3 billion worth of Bitcoin. So, so like, I don't know, do a little bit of math on that. Like if effectively, if, if the company did nothing and earned nothing, the, the market cap of the company is effectively the market cap of how much Bitcoin they own. Like it's, it's pretty close in there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that he's at risk of, uh, losing the company, if I'm not mistaken, he's got enough of a controlling interest in it that it would be pretty difficult to oust him. But I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's the other thing that I like is these these types of headlines are going to look fantastic in four years because, you know, you'll be able to pace them up of, oh, he's unrealized loss of a billion dollars, blah, blah, blah. And the 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 company is going to be worth like t tens of billions of dollars or more. You know, it's it's going to be hilarious how much those holdings are worth as long as uh, Sailor hopefully uh, has that hodler mentality moving forward. Phil, paper losses. That's it. That's all you got to say. It's paper losses. So, so you know, look, according to traditional institutions, it doesn't matter. It makes no difference, right? Th these are paper losses. So now we need to fix this problem. Look, unfortunately, when it comes to traditional equities, I, I do agree with Ben, first of all. I, I don't think that he has any, th th there's no risk of him losing control of the company or anything like that. But unfortunately, there are lawyers. Lawyers love to, you know, lawyers love to get paid. Everybody loves to get paid. And what's better than these long drawn out lawsuits, which usually just end up in some type of, you know, some type of a deal being made? Because really, at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, they don't really have a leg to stand on. You're absolutely right. You know, he was very public about purchasing Bitcoin. He was public about how he purchased Bitcoin, but nobody, nobody gives a shit about that. They are still going to try to sue him. If there's a large enough quote unquote investor group, okay, they, they may pool their funds and try to sue him. Okay. Which again, they can, but they're going to look like idiots in four years from now because they will have wasted his time. They will have wasted their time. They will have wasted everyone's money. And then Bitcoin's going to do exactly what it's going to do. And make no mistake, all of this noise that we're paying attention to, look at what we just read. If we go back to the dashboard, the public lightning capacity is at all time highs. 
this is not the this is not the symptom of, of a dying asset. This is the symptom of a growing ecosystem. It's completely different and people are missing the mark. Like that, that's really the problem. So what's happening, and especially the corporate owned media has zero problem with, you know, sticking anything they have to stick in front of eyeballs just to get the clicks, right? So they're going to make it seem like everything is falling apart. I, I remember this, right? I still remember from the 2017 when we started to get into the bear market. I mean, they made it seem like that's it, like Bitcoin was dead. You know, but if you actually spent your time doing the research, paying attention to the 2015 market, to the 2013 market and going back, you were like, hey, wait a second. These are patterns of growth. I just need to understand more about this emerging asset. So you know what? They can do whatever they want. At the end of the day, they are going to be wrong. They're going to be wrecked. And I think if Michael Saylor actually does have the resolve that, you know, that he claims and, and that he presents, then I think he's going to be perfectly fine. And Naib Bukele, I think, has a little bit, believe it or not, a little bit of a tougher time because he is the president. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit, a little bit tougher of a pill to swallow. Um, but look, um, I think that this is this is part of the growing pains, and I think that we really proof is our success. So if we don't actually attempt to make anything better, if we don't attempt to try something different, then we will always be stuck with the same exact problems, okay? So we we need we need to try this stuff out. I applaud him for what he did. And the reality is, is I think he is going to come out victorious. He also just needs to stick to his guns. And I, I really hope that he has the conviction that, you know, that we've learned to have. But yeah, I think man. he does, he does. He, he's, uh, he seems to be pretty steady. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, I, I, I'm more concerned about the public pressure. Um, speaking of Nain Bukele, mm -hmm. I have time for just about very quickly. Um, this came out in the Los, An uh, Los Angeles, haha, <laughs> Los Angeles Times, um, Los Angeles, if you want to say it in Spanish and be fancy about it. Um, El as El Salvador's president tries to silence free press, journalist brothers expose his ties to street gangs. Um, because let's say Carlos Martinez peered over his brother Oscar's shoulder as they proofread the investigation. They were about to publish a story they feared could change their lives forever, or perhaps even worse, change nothing at all. The brothers, two of El Salvador's most celebrated journalists, have produced a damning report exposing President Nambukele's ties to the street gangs that have long terrorized Central America. It was the kind of journalism that has distinguished the Salvadorian press in the three decades since peace accords ended the nation's bloody civil war. El Salvador has become a beacon of media freedom in a, in a region where journalists are sometimes jailed or even killed for hard-hitting work exposing the powerful and the corrupt. But everything has changed under Bukele, a young, imagined, obsessed autocrat who once called himself the world's coolest dictator. He and the Martinez brothers were from the same generation, all riz amid, amid war by politically minded parents, but they had they had taken strictly different paths. While the brothers crusaded against power, convinced that strong checks on, on authority were a precondition for El Salvador's fledging democracy, Bukele was intent on acquiring it. Um, Bukele 40 has maintained some of the highest approval ratings on the planet, thanks in large part to his skill at controlling media narratives. Now, kind of push back here, a couple things to unpack. Bukele is going to be getting an onslaught of attacks for buying Bitcoin. Uh, in terms of the, the dictator stuff and whatever, I think the mainstream media is being very insincere. 
Uh, they're very good at controlling narratives. Uh, the legacy mainstream media in the U.S. has been attacking Bukele since the Bitcoin law consistently. If you compare Bukele to a lot of the Central American leaders, uh, it's not that bad, <laughs> which is why he has such a high approval rating, right? In South America, what a lot of people don't know, understand about politics is that democracy kinda uh it's more so do you want a left-wing dictator or do you want a right-wing dictator that's kind of how it works uh there's some pot there's some democracy some countries are better than others but eh, not so much so i mean like you're criticizing someone who has done a lot of good for his country and again the reason that we're taking this stance okay is because if we don't give the pushback, if we don't give the counter narrative to the mainstream media or the legacy media, better said, no one else will, right? So again, take it from a South America, South American, uh, South American politics are really, you can't compare them to established countries. Like you just can't, right? It's a totally different ball game. Uh, looking in from what I've heard from people say this, I've heard people El Salvadorians say, I want to go back to El Salvador because of Naim Bukele. You would have never have heard that ever, right? Look at the economy numbers. Look at how much he's taking care of crime. And by the way, this is, I'm not saying that he's not a dictator, but what I am saying is at least he's a Bitcoin dictator and uh, I guess that's better than a fiat dictator because if he wasn't a Bitcoin dictator, that's what he would be, right? Because it's, it's Central America. That's how it works over there. So anyways, that's my take. Maybe it's a bad one. Chew me up in the comments if you disagree. But Ben, what are your thoughts on this, my friend? I mean, I, I won't uh, claim to know much about the politics in the region, um, but I'll echo your final point. Um, there's... There's the dictators that do terrible things and utilize their monetary policy to further disenfranchise their constituents. Uh, and then there's the dictators that introduce a tool of freedom to their constituents that even if his constituents were to uh, turn against him, uh, they would still be able to use that tool and he would not be able to stop them from fundraising and, and uh, doing what they want with their money. Um, so at the end of the day, um, you, you have to realize that you have to separate the tool that's been introduced into the country as a, an apolitical tool for freedom uh, from the government that implemented it. Um, and that's not something that uh, legacy media likes to do. They like to just group everything all together. Person we don't like did something with tool that we now also don't like. Uh, that will be the narrative uh, for a while. But again, people can use Bitcoin for whatever they please. And, uh, and I hope that over the long run, it benefits the people of El Salvador. I, I completely agree. Mind you, if he starts doing horrible shit, uh, we will cover that, right? But so far, it's what Ben has said, right? All he's done for his people, at least from our perspective, again, we're not El Salvadorian. We're kind of seeing it from the outside in. Uh, he's brought economic opportunity to his country, uh, from what I've heard, right? Good stuff. Uh, his approval rating, I think, speaks of that as much as the media would like to just say, oh, it's because he's crafting the narrative. What do you think the media does? Uh, so like, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to say the least, but it is, it is a thin line because he is a dictator after all, after all, right? So you could start doing horrible shit too. 
Um, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? But the Bitcoin has never been added to that equation. So I'm very interested to see if that changes it. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Anyways, Phil, you got one minute real quick. We've never had Bitcoin before. So <laughs> that's the whole thing. No, um, but really that, that is how it starts, right? We've never had Bitcoin before. And yes, he may be a dictator, but quite possibly um, having a real money um, where we can separate money and state um, Again, I, I want to believe that people and um, maybe even certain governments would like to figure out how they can keep power or acquire power through actually providing valuable services or services that their constituents actually want. You know, like, I mean, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but take a look at a company like Amazon, right? Like, yes, I'm sure there's a lot of people that hate Amazon, but Amazon does offer a really good service that a lot of people really enjoy and they find value in it. Well, it's this, I think it's the same type of thing for a government. I think governments need to start reimagining. And look, Bukele is a Gen Xer. I'm a Gen Xer. We watched our, we, we, we were the first generation after the boomers that made less than the boomers. We, we were the first ones hit and we're like, holy crap, everything they told us doesn't work and we're all broke. Why? We had to rethink it all. He's part of those people. He also sat there and said, you know what? I've been spoon fed shit. I need to figure out something different. Yes, I'm a dictator, but why can't I try this? I don't know. Maybe that yeah, maybe our takes are terrible. That that's perfectly fine. Dude, I don't know. I'm sitting on a garbage. <laughs> look, I, I, I look. I'm I'm Venezuelan. I know a little bit more. Like I, I I understand the culture. Politics are not good down there, right? And from what I've seen, again outside in, I'm seeing a good change. Is it perfect? Is this a perfect democracy? Is it is is he you know perhaps censoring what that that article is claiming? Perhaps. Right. But you can't look at it as black and white. What is the alternative to Naim Bukele? Is it going to be another president that's not going to implement the, uh, a Bitcoin law that by and large over time is going to help its people? It's already saving El Salvadorians tens of thousands of dollars a year in remittances alone. I don't know. You, you, you can't look at it black and white. You have to kind of weigh the pros and cons. Right. That's the way that we look at it. Of course, if he starts doing tyrannical shit, we'll be the first to call it out. And again, it would be terrible for him. Right. He wants to attract investment to his country, not scare it off. Right. Anyways, uh, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. Paper's dead. Store your seed in the Cypher wheel or the all new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper resistant wire and the grid comes with a punch tool. All right, guys, for Bitcoin Core, we've got the Bitcoin hardware wallet interface that was released, version 2.1.1. The link is down below. Guys, don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on fountain.fm. You could stream us sats through Breeze. And starting in the next few episodes, we're going to start to read off some of the uh, some of the comments and the boost that we've gotten from fountain.fm from our from our loyal listeners and our viewers. So look, we really appreciate your support. Check us out, fountain.fm. 
Awesome. Thank you for it, guys. Real quick, before we go, I want to give a very special shout-out to our clothing sponsor, RepresentLTD.com. <laughs> Phil and I wear the hoodies every single day. He's making Bitcoin merch. Phil is wearing the Bitcoin hoodie. Simply Bitcoin merch coming soon. Anyways, you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off RepresentLTD.com. I also want to give a very, very special shout-out to one of our favorite independent Bitcoin content creators. I have to say independent now because there's definitely like the company that make bitcoin content and now there's the plebs ben is a pleb all right check out his awesome channel he has some of the best tutorials in the business youtube.com slash btc sessions or if you don't want to make it complicated go to youtube search btc sessions awesome content like i said guys that was the show if you enjoyed the show you know what to do smash that like button of course you want to continue hearing the bitcoin news from the pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails from the same perspective definitely consider subscribing to simply bitcoin and we'll see you tomorrow guys for a brand new episode to quote our awesome guest the chairs are a scam sit on trash <laughs> <laughs>